Hi, it's Poppy. I just wanted to let you know that the music this week is Fuzz by All Day Breakfast. You can catch them on May 23rd at House of Talk. And if you're listening to this when it comes out, tomorrow, Friday, May 17th, I will be speaking at Dear Freaks Ottawa, which is going to be at 8 p.m. at Black Squirrel. So please come out and support a great cause. We will be raising money for a new indie festival in Ottawa. Thank you. Welcome back to This is Melnick in Life. I'm Beata. And I'm Poppy. And this is the podcast that nobody asked for, but everybody needs. And before the beginning of the episode, of course, we would like to acknowledge that this podcast is written and recorded on unsurrendered and unceded Algonquin territories. We would like to urge everyone to inform themselves on the land they live on and how to support Indigenous communities. Poppy, what are you drinking? We are having... Slash, I am having a Big Rig Premium Pilsner that I'm just about to open. I'm opening mine too. Um, this is my first Big Rig. Same. Actually, <laughs> I might have had one before, but maybe you don't remember. I drink a lot of beer. Um, yeah, I was picking up beer before on my way to Poppy's house, and I was just about to select some beers and leave when I saw a Big Rig, and I was like, I have to. And then I was kind of giggling as I, <laughs> as I went to check out. Hopefully, nobody thought I was suspicious. I kind of like it. Oh, it's not bad. No. No, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I was saying that, like, can we trash Big Rig on the podcast? Because I want to get <laughs> sponsored by them. But um, I had heard that they're not great beer. It's kind of watery. But I don't even think it's that watery. Before that, we were drinking Mill Street Organic, which is very, like, light in its mm-hmm. taste. Mm-hmm. So in comparison, this actually seems less. Mm-hmm. I don't I like it. I like a good light beer. Thanks, Big Rig. Sponsor us. Please sponsor us, Big Rig. This is the first time I've been able to drink in almost a week since getting my wisdom teeth out. So this is a huge occasion. A whole week. <laughs> so terrible. So um, terrible. Um, it's very exciting. This is like the first day that I've been able to drink and we're recording a podcast. So If you follow me on Twitter, you know that this is my first day back from a country wedding. So this is not the first time I've been drinking this week. <laughs> But this is the first time I'm not drinking, like, just Canadian or, like... Right. I I had a Bud Light. (laughs) But it was, like, the orange one, and it tastes like Fanta. It tastes like... Mm, Okay. It tastes like, like, flat soda. I I don't really want to try that. You don't need to. To be honest, yeah. It was handed to me. I was in the country. (laughs) I had to do it. Just had to do it. (laughs) For the culture. So, um... Let's talk about what happened since um, we last recorded the podcast. Before we recorded today, I was like, wow, nothing has happened. And then I was like, you know what? Never mind. (laughs) Every time we record, this happens. So, first of all, Nicholas... I already can't say his name. something. Nicholas Um, Wazowski. (laughs) Bye. I will 
will not miss him. No, I hear he's a bad, bad man. I don't think anyone will, to be honest. Yeah, apparently he's quote-unquote pursuing other opportunities, whatever the fuck that means. Probably just working for an organization that's not a trash fire. Probably. Um, he only lasted a season. And I was like... He managed to piss off a lot of Suns fans in that one season. Right? Mm -hmm. He was... He said that everybody loved the rebuild. I know that. Apparently he's just like a genuinely bad man. Here's the thing with Ottawa. If you're a shitty person, everybody knows. Mm -hmm. It's a small town. Everybody's worked with everyone. Don't be mean. No, and we have some friends who have talked to him before and he was very condescending and stuff. Yikes. Don't love that. While I was looking at this, I also saw that Tom Anzalmi, rest in peace, who we did actually like, only lasted 13 months. I thought that he'd been there for so long, but literally the Sens cannot hold on to front office staff. It's kind of sad. Like, they're already looking for so many new people. So we (laughs) don't have... They have nobody. We don't have a coach. We don't have a a director of hockey ops. We don't have a COO now. (laughs) (laughs) It's finally happening. The senators are folding. Yes! (laughs) And um, Melnick just recently said that he can't even get people to the meeting table. <laughs> Yikes. Also, rest should... in peace, Ottawa Senators. This is <sighs> the end. I'm so excited. They're folding as a franchise. It is the end I of our suffering. I don't want them to actually fold. Please don't <laughs> fold. I can't go back to being a Habs fan. <laughs> I can't live this way. <laughs> Pretty bad. Oh, God. I can't go back to being a Canucks fan. <laughs> yeah, see? Shit. Eugene, get your stuff, to, like, get your shit together. <laughs> I can't live like this. Um, I think being a Habs fan would be worse than being a Zens fan. What? Yeah. I just hate <laughs> myself so much, you know? Like, that's the thing. Like, at least I live in the city. Mm. And I can be like, I don't hate them. So, um, also, Eugene, don't tell the media that you can't get meetings with people. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh. Like, now if somebody gets a phone call and it's like, yo, it's Eugene Melnick, I want a meeting, they're just like, ugh, probably just calling because nobody wants to fucking meet with you. (laughs) Buddy, why is he so bad at business? Isn't he supposed to be rich? God. He's awful. Anyway, rest in peace, Nicholas Rzewski. No, whatever his name was. (laughs) When he came in, it's funny because, like, he showed up at the same time as Amy. And it was this thing where, like, everybody hated Nick and loved Amy at Mm. first. Like, obviously, you know, mixed opinions about Amy, but, like, generally the consensus was, he's a dick, she's actually very sweet, and we don't believe a word she's saying, but, like, she's a nice person, and we like her. I mean, and also, like, we were just, like, stoked to have a woman in the front office. Yeah, that too. Let's be honest. Um, And she had a pretty impressive career before. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas Nicholas Ryszkowski, (laughs) he was, like, known in Ottawa to be a shit person to work with. Um, So that happened. Rest in peace. But also, like, who's surprised? So aside from that, all of our heroes are on strike. Another update on the women's hockey situation. Mm. Um, it's, I like that we have like a section for that on the podcast. Women's I hockey, mean, you know, the only tragedy is that we have so much women's hockey news because mm, yeah. women's hockey is literally in crisis. Yeah, well, it used to be that we had good women's hockey news. These That's days, true. not so much. So basically, after the CWHL folded, um, well, a little bit after that, obviously, a bunch of players tweeted out the same message. 
Um, and I think Liz Knox was the first one. She's the one that I have here. She's the goalie for the Markham Thunder. And I'm going to mm-hmm. read out the, um, the thing that everyone, like the image that everyone tweeted out. It says, We are fortunate to be ambassadors of this game that we revere so deeply. And yet, more than ever, we understand the responsibility that comes with that ambassadorship. To leave this game in better shape than when we entered it. That is why we come together, over 200 players strong, to say it is time to create a sustainable sustainable professional league for women's hockey. While we have all accomplished so much, there is no greater accomplishment than what we have the potential to do right here and right now, not just for this generation of players, but for the generations to come. With that purpose, we are coming together not as individual players, but as one collective voice to help navigate the future and protect the players' needs. We cannot make a sustainable living playing in the current state of the professional game. Having no health insurance and making as low as $2,000 a season means players can't adequately train and prepare to play at the highest level. Because of that, together as players, we will not play in any professional leagues in North America this season until we get the resources that professional hockey demands and deserves. We may have represented different teams, leagues, and countries, but this sport is one family, and the time is now for this family to unite. This is the moment we've been waiting for, our moment to come together and say we deserve more. It's it's time for a long-term viable professional league that will showcase the greatest product of women's professional hockey in the world. Hashtag for the game. Yay! Okay. Um, So so that was great. (laughs) So what we're saying is 200 female hockey players are on strike, which is amazing. Like, striking to to demand Mm -hmm. better working conditions is always fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked about it so many times, but the fact that, like, female hockey players are forced to buy their own sticks Mm -hmm. (laughs) and their own equipment and don't get any benefits, which... Like, just the idea of playing professional hockey and not having, like, health insurance covered. Yeah. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So, um, yeah. and of course, all of these women also have day jobs. Or well, not mm-hmm. all of them, but a lot of them. Most of them. Like, yeah, only the really famous ones get, like, sponsorships or whatever. And, like, you, you can't even make a living playing professional hockey. You have to get sponsorships mm-hmm. in order to, like, make a living with professional hockey, which is just... It's, like, between yeah. that or if you you know, happen to have, Mm -hmm. like, a really wealthy spouse or something, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, you, yeah, so I, I can understand as well just taking the break, working your general, like, normal job and trying to find a more sustainable, like, Mm well-organized league. As we've mentioned before, after the CWHL folded, um, the NWHL announced that they were going to expand to Toronto and Montreal. I doubt that that's going to happen now. Um, but I think it's good. It's going to force the NWHL either to change programs mm-hmm. a lot or to um, work in a way that's more sustainable and make sure that everybody gets paid yeah. and gets the benefits they need. And even, like, I don't know if it's all on the NWHL, because they're saying, like... Because I don't know if I think the NWHL just... is able to create, like, a sustainable hockey mm-hmm. league. I think it's more asking for support, right? And saying, like, hey... You know, we are the some of the best players in hockey, right? And we're the best players in women's hockey. And, you know, if you want us playing professional hockey, give us the resources. Like, come on, guys, pay up. I mean, Marie-Philippe Poulain is... Like, she's a name that jumped out, obviously, because she's my favorite. Well, yeah. But, like, you know, everyone <laughs> is, is striking. And, like, you know, as a fan of women's hockey, it sucks to be like, oh man, if this doesn't happen, like, next season I'm not going to get to watch any of these players. And I hope that people realize what a huge loss this is, you know? It is like going through women's sports, though. I saw recently um, that 
I'm not entirely sure where she's from. Someone from Europe, I think mm-hmm. maybe Finnish, but like a world class like soccer mm-hmm. player had announced that she wasn't going to play for the national team mm-hmm. because of the bad conditions of um, female athletes. And so, yeah, hopefully, with this sort of wave going through women's sports, and a lot of media is now covering it, which is nice. Like, mm-hmm. it's sad that it's come yeah. to this so that women's hockey gets covered, but at least it's covered. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. hopefully that'll put some pressure on the the institutions that give money to professional sports leagues and get yeah. more people investing because I think the attention also shows that there isn't like want to cons- mm-hmm. consume these things and so what I'm really hoping for is more investors first of all like rich people put your money somewhere mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. Ugh. so <laughs> more investors I'm hoping for better media contracts because mm-hmm. the fact that I can see the fucking Florida Panthers on TV whenever the hell I want, <laughs> but I can't see, like, yeah, um, any women's hockey is tragic. Just to, to get uh, better media contracts, to get better representation, and just to um, establish contracts that don't rely on players getting badly paid. Because at the end of the day, like, that's how these leagues have been surviving, is mm-hmm. by not playing their, pay- like, paying their players. Um, yeah, exactly. And there was a um, a similar thing happened a few years ago with the women's national team for the U.S., mm-hmm. um, where they boycotted the um, uh, the women's World Cup, I think, or yeah, like the you know the mm. international tournament, right? Because they weren't getting treated fairly, and they won. Yeah. You know, they ended up getting what they wanted. So hopefully this works. But like when the CWHL folded, I was really scared because it kind of felt like you know without investment in women's hockey without some huge huge change in the way that we see it and the way the money that we give to women's hockey like it's hard to see it being viable because it doesn't really matter how many people are watching as long as they don't have this money coming in Mm. you know all this investment and so hopefully (laughs) you know this is this will create the the big big change that I want like now it's actually I mean it doesn't have to be like an you know NHL level right away but it's going to be on the path toward actually being you know a really lucrative um, well I mean like yeah right now professional hockey players are earning less than minimum wage Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you're getting two thousand dollars a year for your job that's Mm -hmm. less than me working like 20 Mm -hmm. hours a week for minimum wage no I make that in not very long at minimum wage no exactly like most people I know will make that Uh in like a month Uh Um, you know, we need to create an environment where playing professional hockey, which is something that is um, tough on your body as well, mm-hmm. makes you more money than working at Starbucks. No health insurance for literally, like, oh, literally for... working for a coffee shop will God. get you better benefits. Yeah, like, that's insane. Yeah, it's just it sucks. So, like, I feel for the NWHL in a way because I know that like they're not making much money. And mm. they don't have much control. Like, there's there's only so much that they can do for these players, you know? Mm. Um, and now they're losing all of their best players. So, like, I understand that it sucks for them, but, like, good, good on these players. I'm hoping this, that yeah. this puts pressure and perspective. I think that um, the media attention that we're getting, the attention we're getting from the outside on this shows that people do care about women's mm-hmm. hockey. People do want to watch women's hockey, mm-hmm. but what we need is outside investors we need good 
like media contracts mm-hmm. they keep saying like we need a better all-around environment that other professional sports get yeah and sure. so i'm hoping that when with all of this like media circus kind of around it right now with all of these people raising their voices about it the people who generally would or like the companies or you know the individuals who generally do invest in professional sports will like use some of their funds and put it into women's hockey knowing that there is actually like a market there Mm -hmm. also side note sorry if you can hear meowing (laughs) (laughs) This my, is what happens when we record at Poppy's house. <laughs> my roommate's cat and my cat like to yell at each other through the door and then fight if I open the door. So <laughs> it's either meowing or like hissing. You get your pick. <laughs> so on that happy note, mm-hmm. let's talk about something else that wasn't great. <laughs> the 67s are done. <laughs> oh, what an amazing... So if you didn't follow the 67s mm-hmm. this year, you missed out. They were incredible literally just like killed it all the way up to the finals and then unfortunately lost in six games <laughs> i just assumed they were gonna sweep the whole playoffs you know <laughs> i mean they went undefeated i like i'll admit i wasn't in ottawa for most of this season and i like wasn't paying that much attention to the 67s i had other things going on so like i wasn't paying that much attention but i heard that they had swept the first three rounds and i was like well i gotta go to one of the games, you know, game one or two, right? Because there won't be a game five. They're going to sweep this whole thing. Yeah. And well, I just, like, we, assumed that they were going to win. We know? were looking at tickets for the finals, and we were like, oh, like, it's not even going to go to game five. Mm-hmm. It was a shame. But on the other hand, it was really incredible. It was the best hockey in Oshawa this season. Like, hands mm-hmm. down. There's I so mean, much competition. <laughs> there's not much competition, I know, but it was actually, like, so incredible. They sold out all the time. Um, the energy was so good. It was amazing to go to a downtown arena. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun to like watch really good hockey. And obviously, like these are kids, they still did like silly things. They'd still like mm-hmm. Roswell, shut up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I remember when when we went, they would still like you know occasionally fall over <laughs> and mm-hmm. do like goofy stuff. <laughs> but they were junior so hockey is always fun. good. Like, they were so incredible. I love all my sons. So I went... Oh, I can't remember which round it was in. Whatever I went. It was <laughs> fun. We were sat pretty, like, far at the front. And there was this woman in front of us. And she was this, like, full-on wine mom. She was wearing, like, a 67th <laughs> cowboy hat. And she was drinking white wine throughout the entire thing. Okay. Interrupt here. I'm going to drag the fucking cat out of this room. <laughs> Roswell, get out of here. Okay, we're back. All right. So, we went to um, a 67s game. There was this, like, wine mom in front of us. She's wearing her 67s cowboy hat. Before the game even starts, she turns around to us and she's like, can my kids have the aisle seats? And we're like, sure, yeah, no problem. Like, not really thinking Mm -hmm. about it. She's just like, just like, they're so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, okay. (laughs) And she just spent, like, the entire time, like, having so much fun. She was just, like, yelling. She knew everything. She's, like, screaming at these teenage boys. She's drinking her, like, white wine out of a plastic glass with ice in it. A plastic cup. And I was just like, this is my future. (laughs) This, like, woman who's buying, like, a bazillion 50-50 tickets and knows everything about everyone. She's having the time of her life. And when they, like, we had two hat tricks that night. It was insane. 
And it was so much fun. And she was just like talking to her kids. She's like, what did we eat today? I have to make the exact same thing the next day. And then she turns around to us. She's like, are you going to the next game? You have to sit exactly here. <laughs> just like, just like, oh, now we have to cook the exact same meal and wear the exact same clothes so that we get like the same thing Hockey again. superstitions. I love it. I love hockey superstitions. I, They're my favorite. I had so many when the Suns were in the playoffs. Oh God, yeah. yeah I was like... I... It's a shirt I wore because I had several like Suns jerseys. I have kind of a tradition where like every time the Suns make a deep, where like a, an exciting run to the playoffs, I buy a different jersey. Um, and so the last one, like in 2017, it was MacArthur that I bought, and then 2015 was Stone. 2013, mm. obviously Peugeot. Um, and I used to like paint my nails in Suns colors, Aww. and then I change it every time they lost. I think. Actually, I remember. And so I'd have like the same one. For all the wins. And then if they lost, I was like, nope, gotta switch it up. I remember one of my favorite things about, um, like, about the, the like, big, big playoff run was Shyla Anwar always had the best nails. Yes. <laughs> but also, during the hamburger run, she ate a hamburger, like, every game day. Yes. Oh. <laughs> An queen icon. Of, queen of hockey superstitions. <laughs> also, I have to give, like, talking about the 67s, we have to give a special... Um, shout out to Ty Fellhaber, who was like one of the most incredible players on the team this season. I love my son. He's only like two years younger than me, but I love him. <laughs> He's also one of the few people on the team who can grow a beard, which is funny. <laughs> but it was a good time. It was really good. And it was like a lot of fun. So thanks 67s for like an actually really, really good season. Um, we had a lot of fun. And I hope, I hope next season's gonna be just as fun. Like honestly, sure. I I got really into it, which I didn't expect because I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do we want to talk about the playoffs? The playoffs. Yep. Oh. So I like that we just kind of do a podcast every round. <laughs> right. It's like, so convenient. It's great. Um, so what happened since our last one? Our last podcast, we recorded midway through the second round. Yeah. So since then, um, St. Louis beat Dallas in seven games by Dallas. I'm sad. Rest in peace. We have to hear more of that goal song before you say it, Poppy. Thank you. <laughs> it's like my only beef with St. Louis and I feel really bad about it. But I, I genuinely dislike St. Louis. So like, I'm not happy about this. <laughs> um, San Jose beat the Avs yes. in seven games. I like the Avalanche, honestly. And like, I follow a few Avs fans and they seem really nice and really into it. I just know? want Eric Carlson to get the cup. Yeah. Also, go San Jose. They're currently, well, um, San Jose and St. Louis are currently tied 1-1. And that's interesting because they're both teams. I think I said this in, like, our first um, episode about the playoffs. I said, like, St. Louis and San Jose are both teams that are known for kind of, like, choking. Like, they're Mm. sort of always in the playoffs and they never really get that far. Mm. So, um... Yeah, it'd be nice to see San Jose win. I still don't like St. Louis, but like I want to see Eric Carlson with the cup so badly. Same, and also you know they've got some nice likable players there, right? Like Joe Thornton has gone forever without a cup. Who Um, was? Oh my god, I think it might have been Joe Thornton. It was one of the San Jose Sharks players, and someone was like, "Oh, like we don't like him because he once got into a tussle with the cops." And I was like, Mm. (laughs) "Like him even more now." Same. Like, no, like, disrespect to all cops, but... 
Full disrespect to all cops. <laughs> but also full disrespect to all cops. Especially American ones. Like, I mean, Canada's also, like, notoriously bad. So yeah, Canada's pretty bad. So. Sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not mad about it. Uh, what really, like, breaks my heart more than anything is that fucking Boston is still oh, Like... I predicted this. I was like, oh, as much as I love Columbus, like, I don't think they're going to beat Boston. They beat, yeah, Boston beat Columbus <sighs> in six games. So, like, good job, Columbus, for taking it to six Part games. Part of an effort, but, like, oh, fucking Boston wins the cup. Like, I will. Ugh, even if they make the finals, I just can't. I don't want to see them. Yeah. I you am... know how, like, I don't know. Sometimes when you follow people on Twitter that you're, like, kind of friends with, and then you forget that they're fans of another team, and they start tweeting in the playoffs, and they're, like, all about their team, and you're like, mm, mm. no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I follow a few Boston fans, and no. But honestly, like, with other teams, like, I follow a few um, Lightning fans, and I forget that the Lightning have fans, honestly. <laughs> Forget that they exist, but I follow a few Lightning fans who are cool, and I was like, oh, you know, I hope for your sake that you win, I guess. Like, you're okay. With Boston, I'm like, fuck you. Like, Jenna, if you're listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) Fuck the Bruins. I'm sorry. I know that you're, like, one of my oldest Twitter friends. You're probably not listening to this. Good. Fuck the Bruins. (laughs) Fuck them. I was visiting my friend's family this weekend after the wedding, and her dad was wearing a Bruins cap, and I was like, why do you do this to me? It's like I'm kind of numb to it. Like, the Bruins are always good. Everyone likes the Bruins. And it's just so annoying. I fucking hate them. Their fan base like, is remember, racist. They're cancelled. Also, remember, I was a Canucks fan in 2011, okay? I fucking hate <laughs> the Bruins so fucking much. I was a Habs fan during the P.K. Subban reign, which mm. means I got to see P.K. Subban play in Boston and get consistently harassed. I fucking hate the Bruins. I, I'm still in awe of the fact that, like, Boston and Vancouver are, like, heated rivals just from that one series. Like, is there a more has there ever been a more memorable... Stanley Cup final and like the hatred has endured. Yeah, it's true. It was so yeah. Anyways. In good news, Carolina swept. <laughs> Go Carolina. I, I am love them. So excited. Um I'm stressed because Boston's leading 2-0 right now. Yeah. But just come back, Carolina. I it's Carolina. Last episode I said that I would love to see Sharks versus Carolina in the finals, and I stand by that. Mm-hmm. That would be my favorite favorite Stanley Club here. Stanley Club Club lefts. <laughs> but like honestly I want okay I don't always cheer for the teams that haven't won a cup because I'm like if you don't get a cup like if the Suns don't get a cup you don't get a cup either like I want no new champions you know this, okay this used to be Hockey my thing cancelled this used to be my thing the same way that I was like I hate all Canadian teams you know no Canadian teams can win before the Sens. There was a time, you know, when, like, all the same teams were winning, when it was, like, just Boston and Pittsburgh and whatever, and I was like, no new teams can win until the Sens win. <laughs> no new teams. But now we've had new teams win, so I'm, like, less upset about that. But if you look at the the ones now, mm-hmm. the, the ones left, the teams left... <laughs> <laughs> um, Boston is the only one that's won really recently. Like, St. Louis has, I believe, won before, but it's been a long time. I know that they're 
was their drought like on par with the Canucks or something like that? I, I literally like there was do not remember anything before the year of our Lord 2012. So like, not even 2012. Like 2012 is the I, first time I was in Canada. I feel like the Blues have a Stanley Cup drought as long as the Canucks drought or close to that. And it was something, because I, I remember from my days in Canucks fandom, there was something there. I'm not going to Google that. But St. <laughs> Louis has not won in my memory. They... It's been a long time, so that would be, like, a new exciting thing, even though I don't like St. Louis. San Jose never won a cup. Although, wait, no, never mind. I, I, was, I was thinking of the lightning. <laughs> I'm too drunk for this. Nobody, nobody ever thinks about the lightning. Also, by the way, the Hurricanes are playing right now against the Bruins, and it's still 0-0 at the end of the first period, yeah. so. Okay. I really, really want to see the Canes go to the finals. Mm-hmm. They've been so much fun. They've been so mm-hmm. delightful. I would literally, truly, probably sell my foot to see San Jose and the Hurricanes. <laughs> Play. It'd be so great. Like, it's too good to be true. It's not gonna happen. I'll bet it's gonna be like Boston versus St. Louis because that's the most boring <laughs> one. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, so racist cities competing. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put in my prediction the way I always put in my predictions, which is just whoever I like best. So I'm predicting shocks against the Hurricanes because that's what I want to see. That is the hockey I want to see in my life. That is the hockey mm. I want to feel in my heart. I fucking hate myself for saying this, but I'm going to say Boston versus the Sharks. Okay, so well, it's going to be worse, because then the Sharks can win, but I fucking hate myself for saying that Boston's going to win. <laughs> My absolute I predicted them. I predicted them winning every single round to this point, and I just like, ugh. There was only, like, the first round, they were against the Leafs, so I was okay with them winning. Like, I wasn't cheering for them, but I was okay with See? them. See? Like, like, now ugh. I don't feel bad about cheering for the ugh. Leafs in the first round anymore. Because I remember, like, I was talking to one of my friends who is a Leafs fan, which is truly tragic that we're friends. Mm -hmm. But um, he was like, well, honestly, like, Poppy, can you even cheer for the birds? And I was like, no. (laughs) Like, I can't believe I'm cheering for the Leafs. To be fair, though, would you want the Leafs in the Stanley Cup final? (laughs) I would rather die. But you know what? I feel the same way about the Bruins. Honestly, I feel like Columbus has a better chance of beating the Leafs than the Bruins. So maybe that could have happened. But, like... Yeah, <sighs> like I no. Just... In like March, I was in Peterborough with a bunch of people that I'm going abroad with, um, and a bunch of them were Leafs fans, and it was so weird because I was like, "You Leafs fans," but then when I when they found out I was a Canucks fan, they were just like, "I mean, a Sens fan." See, I'm already, I'm already <laughs> forgetting the Sens. Already, already just so over. When they found out I was a Sens fan, they were just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Big like, what did you put in this beer? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was bad. They were just like, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Why are you a Canucks a Suns fan?" <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is what happens when I've been on a load of drugs for the last week and haven't been able to drink. <laughs> oh, we're doing amazing. <laughs> Honestly, every single person I know. Has been like when I've mentioned I'm a Sens fan has been like yikes. I some people are really confused though because I'll say like 
oh, I fucking hate The Sims. And I go off about how much I hate The Sims. Like, wait, so you're not a Sims fan? I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, The Sims is, <laughs> oh, like, my team. I, I would die for them. <laughs> like, I have a podcast about them. I have a blog about them. I, like, you know, get invited to their games as an influencer. Not anymore, obviously, but I <laughs> Once did. Once upon a time. Right? And, you know, like, they're my team. But also, have you seen The Sims right now? I fucking hate them so much. Like, people genuinely think that I hate The Sims more than I hate any other team. You know? Like, they're... Yeah. Yeah. I was and talking to honestly, my friend today. Nobody and he... really hates the Sens as much as Sens fans do. Like, oh, no, like it's so weird that you choose the Sens to hate so much. Like, usually that kind of hatred is reserved for the Leafs or the Habs or the Bruins or something. I still hate yeah. the Leafs more than I hate the Sens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's possible I... to hate anything more than I hate the Leafs. <laughs> there is there, like... I feel like right now my hatred from, like, most hated team to least hated... It's like Habs, Leafs, Pittsburgh, Bruins, and then Suns. No. <laughs> Mine is Leafs first. No, you know what? Bruins first, then Leafs, and then Chicago Blackhawks. Mm. Racist and Okay, shitty. yeah, they're. I hate them <laughs> Actually, more than you I hate know the Suns. I hate the. I think I hate the Chicago Blackhawks more than I hate any other team. Because here's the deal. I, I hate the Bruins because the fan base sucks. And I hate the Leafs because you hate the Leafs. But Chicago Blackhawks are racist, first of all. Just, like, genuinely racist. Racist. I mean, their entire, like, branding. Their Literally, entire name. Their entire you know, branding yeah. is racist. Their logo is racist. It's pretty fucked up. And their star player is literally a rapist. So, yikes, 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 Blackhawks. You are number one on my hate list. Second is Boston. Because of their racist fan base. <laughs> I feel like if you hate every, if you hate all the racist teams, you just gonna hate all the teams. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, uh, yes, I do hate the really racist teams, but which team? But isn't like, Boston racist? has like that's the such a bad fan base that it's, it's like true. notoriously yeah. bad. It is notoriously um, bad. I will give you. Uh, I'll give them that. So also, like, I feel so bad for Boston because I, in a way, I almost really want to like Boston. I feel like Boston is a charming city almost. But Boston, if you want me to really love you, be less fucking racist. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, like the fact I, that yeah. I'm not even, I've never been to the US. I'm not even from North America. And yet I know that Bostonians are racist. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm predicting hurricanes against St. Jose Sharks and I will be so delighted. Thank you. I want this to happen so badly. <laughs> Why can't Poppy be a hockey god? <laughs> I mean, who says I'm not? <laughs> Okay. Poppy, by the way, did have a train named after her in Ottawa. I just feel like I should Thank mention you. that. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who voted for a train car to be called Poppy. Um, I will be spending the next 10 years hopping onto the Poppy train car exclusively. Like, because it's I, not even the entire train, it's just the cart. <laughs> and I'll be like, I have to go onto this section of the train. Because it's named um, I wish they could have named them, like... Poppy, Louie, Matilda, and Lavender, but, you know. In my dreams. But I saw the, (laughs) And then me too. We could be a whole family. You know, the whole royal family. Of course. Gotta have my Amelnican wife on there. (laughs) And Um, her Amelnican kids. (laughs) My Amelnican kids. Um, My favorite thing about it is that they they posted, like, a list of the suggested names, and Poppy was there twice. And I was like, yes. So it was named after you, clearly. Because, like, who who suggested that name if they weren't suggesting it? Aside no, from the fact that you. the train cards are all red. 
And it's probably a bunch I'm standing of people by who this. are like the people who submitted veterans. Poppy as a name are probably sends Twitter friends who love Poppy and want a train car named after her. Correct. I own the city. If I um, had known about this contest, I would have submitted Poppy. I would have submitted this amalgam list. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to whoever promo. whoever submitted Trainee McTrain face. There were many people. Um, Colin Cudmore had an entire spreadsheet because, of course, he did. Um, and there were several people. <laughs> several people submitted Trainee McTrain face. Uh, okay, before um, we go on too much of a tangent. Uh, Sorry, I just felt the need to bring that up. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm just like, we could talk about trains for a hundred years because I have a lot of opinions about Ottawa's transit system. <laughs> let's talk, let's let's just do the mascot minute. Um, let's do it. Okay, uh, heads up, no sexual content in this one, but I've been watching a lot of 2000 rom-coms. <laughs> wrote something truly incredible for this episode. Also, our last... Um, mascot minute. We wrote almost two minutes. <laughs> Cutting it down it was such a big problem. If you are a patron, you have the full version. I like, please, if you have access, if you donated five dollars to our Patreon, please go listen to it. It is a work of art. And like the thing that we read out in the actual episode does not compare to the full version. It's honestly the best thing we've ever written. <laughs> We're so talented. Um, so hopefully this one is slightly less long. Uh, I mean, I'm the one cutting it, so I really hope so. so. <laughs> okay, let's okay. do this. <laughs> Gritty glared at Belly, realizing what he meant with wiener cousins. Oh, I see, he growled, turning on his heel and storming off. Belly laughed, clearly amused by this reaction, but Sparty was mortified. He shoved his drink into Belly's hand and ran after Gritty, unaware that everyone was watching him. It was pouring rain outside. Gritty stood there, trying to flag down a cab, which was pretty much impossible in Ottawa. Sparty watched him, soaked to the bone, sad, helpless, and his heart sank. Gritty, he called out, tears mixing with the raindrops running down his face. I'm sorry. This is all a big mistake. I love you. (laughs) Gritty froze. What? He whispered. They had never talked about their feelings before. I love you, Spartacat screamed at the top of his lungs. Gritty ran towards him, a crazed expression on his face, and stopped just a few inches away from Spartacat. Say that again, he whispered. I love you. Spartacat couldn't finish his sentence before Gritty lunged at him so forcefully that they fell in a puddle next to Kraft, where they stayed kissing and laughing as pedestrians looked on. That's <laughs> so beautiful. So incredible. We should one day just write a book that's just mascot <laughs> minute, just mascot minute, and then we sell it online. It's been good. I love that. So we're doing a premiere this episode, which mm-hmm. is we have a mailbag. So we posted on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever, <laughs> on the internet, and we're like, ask us anything. So mm-hmm. we're going to answer your burning questions, comments, and concerns. I'm truly shocked by the like lack of concerns <laughs> i am too um i thought, <laughs> I thought we'd have many many concerns um, so um we're going to yeah. start off by a question by at sheer rossiness shout out to ross hi, hi ross. ross so ross says this is his favorite mailbag question i feel like i've heard this before but he says uh, you know obviously we can listen we can answer this again he says are we living in more of an Orwellian or a Huxleyan dystopian future? 
Okay, here's the thing, guys. I've never read 1984. <laughs> I have read both 1984 and Brave New World, but I read them kind of at the same time. Um, because I read 1984 on my own time at the same time. Because I'm just a nerd like that. Um, at the same time as You mean class. an icon? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I decided to read it, like, pretty much... Well, the same, like, semester that my grade 11 English class was reading Brave New World. Um, but anyways, what do you think, Poppy? Personally, I had to go onto a blog <laughs> called expressiveegg.org <laughs> where they Wonderful. described four kinds of dystopia, of which the only one I knew was Kafka-esque because <laughs> I did not grow up here, but I have read Kafka. And I'm going to say Huxleyan. Mm-hmm. I think that... So, you know what? I'm going to describe this slash I'm mm-hmm. going to quote this because... I, I'm sure there are people out mm-hmm. here who also haven't read these boring ass books. <laughs> <laughs> so an Orwellian dystopia is a dystopia in which we're looking at government surveillance, propaganda, lack of information, a totalitarian autocratic regime. So a lot of like what we nowadays call like post-truth, right? Mm-hmm. People putting out false information, p- people changing history. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of um, control through policing and lack of information and censorship and surveillance. And then the Huxleyan dystopia is more of, it's, it's a democratic system but it's still like totalitarian. It's very capitalist and we're sort of governed by our desires. We're governed by a really like distinct will for capital, for excess kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's a very capitalist centered dystopia. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're looking at a lot of like truth being available, but only through certain forms of education and seeking out truth not necessarily being a priority so it's a big like thing of like focusing more on your senses than on thought Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway (laughs) why are we doing this on this podcast god knows Um, (laughs) it was a mailbag question (laughs) thanks for people want to know so i think that we may be moving towards an orwellian dystopia totally at least in the u.s and in some parts of the world but I think right now we're at a Huxleyan dystopia. I also think we're in a Huxleyan dystopia. I understand, like, the kind of 19, 1984 type stuff with, like, constant surveillance, Big Brother, stuff like that. But I feel like the surveillance, it's not, like, government necessarily. It's more, it's advertising. It's brands. Yeah. It's, like, capitalism. I think a lot of it is, I think we're very much governed by our desires and by capitalism. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, we live in a, like, post-capitalist hellscape. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I think there is, like, an, a possibility to what sort of walk towards this Orwellian, like, dystopia. But I think that right now, we're the ones walking ourselves into it. Mm-hmm. Not the government. Yep. I mean, the government still is, like... Not always great, but, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, Bruins is leading by two. <laughs> Yikes. I hate this so Talk much. Them. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> question next question. This is for Poppy. <laughs> um, for, directed at both of us, definitely for Poppy. So, our good friend, Joe, at Slow Hands, says, what does the horoscope say about hiring a new coach? Now, I will admit, I know nothing about astrology, I know that I'm an Aries. Poppy says that Aries are scary. Yeah. I know that Aries <laughs> is a goat. So that seems cool to me. <laughs> Aries are like very... I I don't know. Aries are very like... It's a big fire sign. It's the ultimate fire sign. Mm-hmm. And you, it's like a very... But it's also a goat. 
So it's a goat. It's very determined. Very like like go for it. I'm like a goat, I guess. <laughs> Goats can be scary. So, anyways. Hi. Poppy, what does the horoscope say about hiring a new coach? So the first thing we have to do here is consider what sign the Ottawa Senators are. And so we were like, are we going to be like, once it was announced that like Ottawa's going to have a team again, what are we going to do? And so finally, I decided, slash we decided, (laughs) that the moment when it was announced that there were going to be Ottawa Senators was the conception. (laughs) (laughs) And the birth would be the first game. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I looked up the Ottawa Senators' birth chart according to that. And Poppy was sitting here like, oh, is it a Scorpio? No, it's a Libra. <laughs> like, first of oh, all... That makes so much sense. Oh my God, of course. I have such a love-hate relationship with Libras that I was like, oh, of course it's a fucking Libra. In my experience, Libras are insane. No offense to Libras, I have a lot of Libra friends. But... Libras are insane every single time. And then there's like, Libras are either chaotic good or chaotic evil. (laughs) There's nothing in between. Um, Also very indecisive. Incredibly indecisive. Sorry, Libras. I love you guys. But like, we all know it's true. Also, (laughs) the senator's moon is on Scorpio. Yikes. Anyway. So knowing that the Ottawa senators are a Libra, (laughs) I looked up on Astrologies. astrostyle.com the monthly horoscope for May and here is where it gets important earmark the May 18th Scorpio full moon for any endeavors related to money and business this once a year event could bring a job change a promotion or an opportunity to raise your rates and here's where we get important a project you've been working on could finally come together and if you've been negotiating rates or wooing a client, go forth and seal the deal. With a burst of confidence you'll download today. <laughs> download? <laughs> you can work up the courage to increase your asking price or pitch yourself to the pros. Do not increase your asking price, Ottawa Senators. <laughs> um, That's not a good idea. Oh, <laughs> Eugene's going to be like, oh, I can do that? <laughs> This full moon can also help you kick a habit, kick Eugene Yarnick, <laughs> or making a life-affirming change to your daily routines. So, May 18th, Scorpio full moon, we're going to get a new coach. That's what the stars say. That is the truth. Thank you for sending I in a question. I love that. Next question. We got two questions from at Mr. Genier. Mm-hmm. And the first one is, if you were an animal, which animal would you be and why? I know Beata's having a hard time, so I'm going to answer first. <laughs> I would be a whale. I've always known this. I am a whale at heart. Whales are vegetarians. Actually, not really. They eat krill. Uh, Never mind. Whales are peaceful. (laughs) Whales are pretty peaceful, except for, like, orcas. But, like, whales are pretty chill. They love to just, like, float around. They're very communal. Orcas can learn different languages, which is really cool, such as myself. I've also learned many languages. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like I have a, like, chill whale thing going on in my life. Okay. It's surprising to everyone right now that I didn't say a cat, but there you go. <laughs> I was thinking cat, to be honest, for you. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, because I think, like, what animal would I want to be? And obviously, as a horse girl, I was like, <laughs> should I be a horse? But honestly, I don't think so. I say this with great love. Horses are kind of dumbasses. <laughs> they truly um, are. <laughs> they really are. Um, maybe I'd want to be a goat, because goats are cool. Or maybe an alpaca. That's very Aries of you. <laughs> um, I just really like goats. That's the I thing. Like, like I love goats so much. I also feel like 
goats are like really fun but they're also mm-hmm. really persistent and that's like a very beata thing like you're like okay yeah secretly yeah. on the outside cute but on the inside very persistent <laughs> <laughs> i get that which um, is good goats also if you as i learned um last summer if you feed them once they will love you forever i'm not sure i'm like that but I feel like that's generally a relatable human trait. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, because the other thing I was thinking of was like, I was like, what animals do I like? I feel like my fursona is an alpaca. <laughs> <laughs> your fursona? Okay, my fursona is a whale and yours is an alpaca. I think alpacas work too. Alpacas Because alpacas like are so cool. Like, they're, yeah. just, they're just cool, you know? An alpaca is what I aspire to be in life. Because they're like... <laughs> <laughs> they're like really friendly they're really chill they're kind of funny looking but like cute um, <laughs> i don't know if that's something i aspire to be i'm just thinking like i really like alpacas they're really cool then we got a second question from mr genie if you were an nhl mascot which would you be and why this is really hard so is this like which nhl mascot do i think would represent me well or which would I like to dress up as? Because I was looking at, like, <laughs> if, I, if I got hired as an NHL mascot, which one would I like to be hired as? I feel like, obviously, you know, as a tennis fan, I'm like, oh, I should be Sparty. I feel like Sparty has the most depressing job, though, trying to get people excited <laughs> about the tenders. And also, he's just not a cool mascot. But I was looking through the mascots, and I was like, some teams that I don't like have cool mascots, so no. But the Winnipeg Jets have a moose, and he looks pretty cool. I, would I be feel moose. that. I, I'd be moose from the Winnipeg Jets. I have a hard time with this, because I feel like on a deep, emotional, spiritual level, I'm Sparta Cat. <laughs> a big fish in a small pond, <laughs> trying to battle through the depression that is the Ottawa Senators. I feel very Sparta. But if I could pick a mascot that I would, like, love to dress up as, it would definitely be Victor E. Green, which is this weird <laughs> right? mascot the Dallas Stars it's have. so cool. I mean, obviously, I'd also love to be gritty. Like, I mean, everybody wants to be gritty. I also really love Harvey the Hound because of his, like, long tongue. He's the Calgary Flames mascot. He's very funny. But um, I think on, like, an unfortunately very spiritual level, I am... Sparta Cat. Maybe that's why I love writing love stories about Sparta Cat so much. Let's not discuss it too much. Self insert. <laughs> Inserting myself into my 2000s rom So, my friend Deirdre got in touch and said, Tell me some history about the Ottawa Senators. I want to know. Well, Deirdre, good question. <laughs> so, you think we're the people that ask about Sen's history? Yikes. So, um,. The thing about the Ottawa Senators that I was talking to a friend about this today and it's very striking to people is we have so many Habs and Leafs fans in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is that the Ottawa Senators existed kind of very early on in the NHL, was it even the NHL at the time? Yeah, it was the NHL. Okay, until like the 1930s, I think. Oh, yeah, like, no, early on, I don't know if that was the NHL. No, no, because it wouldn't have been, well... Original six is kind of a lie, but yeah. So there were like there was a um, there was a there was an Ottawa team before, but it wasn't like the Senators. It was um, it was before like the NHL essentially, Mm -hmm. and then the first game of the Ottawa Senators, as I mentioned, was on October eighth, nineteen ninety two. Libra, also only three years older than me, sounds like somebody I would date. Actually, I am. 
Oh my god, I'm dating the Ottawa Senators. Um, so that's why we have so many um, Leafs and Habs fans in Ottawa because up until the 90s, there was no Ottawa Senators. And a lot of people tend to be the fans of the teams that their parents are fans of, right? You're kind of mm-hmm, born into mm-hmm. a certain hockey family. I talk to a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm a Leafs fan because my mm-hmm. dad's a Leafs fan. A lot of my friends, for example, in the 80s, there were a lot of immigrants from Scotland. Um, Post-World War II, obviously, there were a lot of immigrants um, from Europe. And a lot of those folks, you know, would watch hockey to kind of, like, get into Canadian culture. Relatable content. (laughs) (laughs) And at the time, there were no Ottawa Senators. So it's a pretty young team. We've had a few different jerseys. Um, the best one is still the 90s jersey, in my opinion, which is the 2D jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, the second best one, I think I've decided now, I, I love the O, but I really love the 2000s one that just says Sens across yeah, the chest. Yeah, I was going to say. Bad font. It has to be Snez. Snez <laughs> is really funny. Um, the Cana- Canadian Tire Centre hasn't like existed for quite as long as the Sens. It was opened in 1996, I think. Before that, there was the Ottawa Civic Centre, which was on Bank Street, which is way more convenient as mm-hmm, a location mm-hmm. for a stadium. But there we go. And then in 2015, we were looking at getting a stadium at LeBreton Flats, but obviously that's not happening. So that's like the basic of kind of like Ottawa Senators history. Then I was like, oh, I should find out about the Ottawa, like about Spotcat about like Spartacat's mm-hmm. history. Here's the thing. Nothing interesting about Spartacat's history. <laughs> I couldn't find anything good. The only thing I Aww. know, he was introduced in the 90s, like um, a while, I can't remember exactly which year. It wasn't like right after the, um... <laughs> sorry, my rats are fighting. <laughs> it wasn't right after um, the Senators were founded, but pretty early on, he used to be called the Lion. And you could rent him for parties. <laughs> and I'm really mad that you can't rent like him what, for parties anymore. I feel like one of our friends has sent that to us before. <laughs> it was me, because I have the old, like, oh, they used yeah. to have an Ottawa Senators magazine, uh-huh. which I've been using to, so for the, for the, um, oh, you know what? Never mind. He made his debut, debut in uh, October 8th, 1992, same as the Ottawa Senators. Um, also, apparently his position is ambassador of fun. <laughs> his height and weight as big as his heart you know it's actually really funny um um i want the lion at my birthday party i do there's no good backstory for spot together which is really sad Mm -hmm. aside from the fact he's also a libra and apparently his pet peeves are party poopers and people who litter same But, um, yeah, so that's about it. Thank you for sending mm-hmm. in a question. Deirdre, I love you. So our next question comes from our very good friends and general inspiration in life, <laughs> uh, Matt Bostelar, at Matt Bostelar, who says, do Sense players' Twitter accounts, like what Tinder, accounts. Tinder accounts, like what they'd have listed as their bio? Bosty, thank you for this question. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have seen athletes on dating apps I don't have tinder anymore because I'm not I have never done the dating apps so don't do it it's not worth (laughs) it there is a reason why I'm now a spinster Um, (laughs) so 
I thought about this a lot. I know for sure that Thomas Shabbat's Tinder profile would just be his height in the Canadian flag. <laughs> maybe Facts. a Quebec flag. Maybe, yeah. But or there like is a, a Franco Ontario flag, maybe. Yes. Yeah. There is like a certain type of man <laughs> who I have dated <laughs> who just has height and flag. Like, honestly, I find actually most, like, shy boys Mm -hmm. just have, like, their height, which I always find obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't care about your height, but apparently a lot of people do. So this is my prediction for Thomas Shabbat. It just says six foot two Canadian flag emoji. So another one. We agreed that Mikhail Bodker has no bio. Yeah. (laughs) And also the pictures are all terrible. (laughs) So actually, if you go on Mikhail Bodker's Instagram, you're going to find a picture of him from 2015, I think. Where for Halloween he went as his Tinder account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it's just his name and his age. The thing is, I feel like Mikhail Bodker, if he made a Tinder account, it would be terrible. But if we could make one for him, we could have the most incredible bio. Because he could say something like, I'm so thick, Ian Mendes wrote an article about it. You know? Like, he, he has such so much material. Like, why doesn't he use that article? The thing about Mikhail Bodker as well is he's one of those people where you're, like, swiping through the, mm-hmm. through the Tinder... And you see his profile and all of his pictures are terrible, but you know he's hot. Mikhail Budka has like pictures that make it very obvious that he does not know how attractive he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or he just doesn't care about social media. That's also a thing. Yeah, I think like, he, yeah. he has he has like a candid vibe. I love him. I would swipe right on Mikhail Budka. Obviously, I'm obsessed with his thighs. Um, <laughs> um, we also agreed that like most of the Sens would just have their bio as play hockey for the Ottawa Senators number whatever. Yeah, totally. Like, I haven't seen, like, many hockey players, I think, because a lot of them are either, like, coupled or a lot younger Mm -hmm. than me on, like, dating apps, but I've seen quite a few Red Blacks players, Mm -hmm. and usually it's just, like, plays for the Red Flags this number. I do believe that Jean-Gabriel Pajot probably has, first of all, F-R slash E-N. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then possibly here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I was a fan of the cheesy quote, you know? Totally, yeah. yeah. And then Cody Cece, I think, would have, like, a very thoughtful one. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Cody Cece would be, like, looking for, like, a long-term relationship. Also, he would definitely start off his bio with F-R slash E-N to show that he speaks two languages. He'd have a very long bio, you know? Yes. Yeah. He'd be like, I like this and this. I love blo- I love my mom. Um, looking for a partner in crime. Something cute, not too long, but like kind of long where you're like, okay, are you okay? Mark Borowiecki, it's something like no front teeth, but I make up for it. Like <laughs> something cheesy and definitely actually... mentioning his teeth. Oh yeah, totally. Like, like I could he... see, I could see Boro having like a decent bio. All know? of his photos would be him smiling with his teeth showing mm-hmm. because he loves to show off that he's got no teeth and also some of him like some of them he'd be playing hockey because he wants to show off oh yeah totally like sure. and then definitely lots of photos of him with his dogs he loves his dogs dylan DeMello would probably have something so right now there's this trend of talking mm-hmm. about how you love tacos mm-hmm. he definitely mentioned something about tacos Probably something dumb about whether or not pineapple belongs on pizza. Mm -hmm, He would have, mm -hmm. like, one of those, like, very standard jokey sentences. Mm -hmm. I can see that. And he would, like... he. I think he'd only have one photo of him playing hockey. The rest Mm -hmm. of him would just be, like, him doing dumb shit. Mm -hmm. Because he's, like, a very funny guy. But, like, I feel like he would 
lean into very generic funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have one last one where I just know what it would be, mm-hmm. which is Colin White. Colin White is one of the boys who is like, I like so-and-so, comma, so-and-so, comma, and the Oxford comma. This is a yeah, very yeah, yeah. standard Tinder bio. And it would be like, I love dogs, comma, hockey, comma, and the Oxford comma. Yeah, yeah. I love Colin White. Colin White, date me. <laughs> and then Brady Kachuk, I think, would have either like a really bad bio or no bio and mm-hmm. really funny, embarrassing photos. Yeah, where he looks like kind of ridiculous and you're like, mm, you're hotter than these pictures yeah. make you seem. That's all I can come up with. I like it. Thanks for the question, Bosti. I had fun Thank talking you. about that. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is a question from our friend Ryan at Ryan Classic. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. And he asked, did you see the Guelph mascot posing in the team championship picture? Yes. I did after you sent me this. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up five minutes ago. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great picture. He I looks like that. he has no face. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. the the hair goes over his eyes. I was like, aesthetic. Um, I hate it because <laughs> I hate the Guelph one. But that's a really fun mascot, I have to say. it's it, He's giving me attitude. I love it. So, yeah, we saw it, but only because of you. <laughs> okay. Yes, thank you for, for telling us about that. Next question for it comes from Luke Peristi. Hi, Luke. Hi. Um, and he asked us, which Sens-related Instagram story do you watch the most, and who are your top three Sens-related Instagram follows? So, we had a discussion earlier where we were like, Sens-related, is that, like, players and execs only is that influencers because most of us like sends influencers our instagrams have nothing to do with the sense yeah i'd say like brian five or six is decent um poppy is awesome poppy's instagram is awesome photos. my instagram is not good but it has lots of animals uh so. is one of my favorite because it always has like goat photos so go for that i really like goats also my instagram handle is sends hockey dad yeah <laughs> And I have been told that people thought I was a 45-year-old man a few times. Um, also, if you're into trains, um, Stevon Sens, that's not yeah. his, his Instagram, but um, he posts lots of Instagram stories of trains. I know my favorite Sens-related, like, Jack Baines. Do you know Jack no, Baines' Instagram? Oh my god, it's just his hand. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but I was also going to say, if you're not following mike wheeler during christmas you're missing out the best the best content he does this dancing advent calendar oh wow that's a that's a beautiful instagram okay she's poppy's just showing me i'm just showing you the hand Um, so jack bangs 37 (laughs) worth a follow um mike wheeler mike wheeler his, his dancing instagram stories so wonderful dancing advent calendar um it literally makes my month like right? every December, every like every day, I just in December I just see this, and like I go on Instagram and I see you know story from um from Mike Wheeler, and it just makes my day. I love knowing that his wife Leah has to film this. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing in the entire world is that Leah is filming this. Also, I love Leah's Instagram occasionally she'll take like a sneaky shot of Mike doing something really stupid mm-hmm. and post it on her stories. It's very funny. Um, um, so anyways, those are like sense influencer stories, but we decided that really Luke probably meant 
sends players and stuff. Um, we both agreed number one is Rookie. Duh. Obviously. He has the best Instagram. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Philip Schlappick. Pretty good. Oh, Philip Schlappick is my favorite. Sorry, I'm um, opening another beer. Um, <laughs> he's really good at Instagram. There is this photo of Philip Schlappick, Christian Villanen, and Logan Brown wearing i've mentioned this on the podcast before they're all wearing blazers so much turtleneck sweaters and chains over their turtleneck sweaters with their blazers and i'm like yeah me outfit i wear that literally every single day in winter so my fave philip schlappick also has really good story highlights that have a lot of like beautiful environmental like pictures Mm. he's hot he's fun he's charming every time i look at his instagram i'm like why aren't we best friends also, I like we're big fans of Brady Kachuk's Instagram. Oh, oh my god! Scroll so down funny. to the first picture. <laughs> it's Brady Kachuk as a child, literally wearing a Boston Bruins shirt. Yikes! Hanging out with like a Boston Bruins like cheerleader. Yeah, it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. There's a lot of baby Brady Kachuk. Check it out. It's really funny. Um, we also like Thomas Shabbat. Mm. It's pretty great. Thomas Shabbat is kind of boring, but here's why we love Thomas Shabbat. Here's why I love Thomas Shabbat. A, lots of hockey photos, obviously. B, Thomas Shabbat has gotten really hot over the last year Mm -hmm. or so. I don't know how this happened, but I remember Thomas Shabbat being not hot, and now Mm -hmm. he's, like, really hot. Yeah. And C, there is this amazing photo of Thomas Shabbat with (laughs) Shawn Mendes, and he's wearing this outfit. He's wearing these... Knee-length cut-off it's, denim it's shorts. It's a fashion statement. <laughs> and they have these, like, rips in them. And one of the rips is so high up that you can see his, like, underwear underneath. Like, his black boxes. <laughs> and he's wearing a gray shirt. And then he's mysteriously wearing this big wooden jewelry. Like, it's like a leather chain with this clunky piece of wood on the it. the sweater tied around his oh, <laughs> A beige sweater tied over his shoulders. It is chef's kiss. It is the best photo on his Instagram. <laughs> also, never forget, during the All-Stars, he posted in his stories, him and another one of the defensemen, and it just said, D-partners. <laughs> Which I don't think he realized how spicy that is. But my personal favorite, mm-hmm. as well, is Colin White. And here's why. Colin White's Instagram is boring as shit. <laughs> Colin it White's is. Instagram really is. is not great. But sometimes he gets drunk and posts on his stories. And that is what you want to look out for. When the Sens played their last game of the season, his stories were so amazing. So that's our answer to which Instagram stories do you watch the most. Um, I'm going to like admit, I don't watch celebrity Instagram stories at all. I do. <laughs> I'm going I just online. they post so much. True, and it's so boring. And I just I don't care. I, have, like, I only I only watch my my friends' Instagram stories. So with the sounds, I just nope. At Morgan underscore txt. Oh, says, it's my friend Morgan. Hi, oh, Morgan. Says who are these quote unquote senators? Um, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, who are the Ottawa senators? So first of all, Morgan, rude of you to ask me any hockey question after like killing it in fantasy hockey this year while I was like <laughs> losing everything um, we don't know the front office doesn't exist anymore the players are constantly changing I, I cannot keep track before this podcast I was straight up like I need to find a roster list for the Sens today when Bosti was like what's everyone's like 
Tinder profile is going to be like, I had to look up the roster. You know what's sad? Because, like, the thing is, when people talk about, like, Sens, like, something related to, like, the Sens roster, I still think Carlson and Stone and Hoffman and them. Like, I just, I'm, <sighs> it's this weird thing where, in my mind, those are still the players we talk about when we talk about the Sens, you know? Yeah. And every time it's, like... Yeah, do something, like, talk about the Sens roster. I'm including all the former players. Because, like, in my heart, By the way, to get back to Luke's question, by the way, obviously Eric Carlson is a must-follow. His outfits are amazing. Okay, Eric Carlson, he's gorgeous. His outfits are amazing. I'm just, like, in awe every time I look at his Instagram. I will admit, he posts too often, and his captions are too long. No, I love it. I love my king. I love it. I love someone who posts too much on Instagram because I do too. (laughs) (laughs) You do. That's true. I'm always like, cool, three things after another. That's what I'm doing. Every time somebody's like, no, you have to time your posts. I'm like, do I look like someone who can time their posts? I just go like months between posts and then I'll post like three at the same time. Because I don't give a shit. Anyway, Morgan, I'm so sorry. I don't know who the senators are anymore. (laughs) It's Tom Shabbat and Brady Kachak and a few dudes. (laughs) Some dudes. Um, yeah. And all the time we, we're, we're like, is this guy still with the Sens? I don't remember. <laughs> I had to ask about Budka today because I haven't seen him in a while. I was yeah. like, where are you, honey? Honey, I miss you. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, our final question. Um, we got an email to our, <laughs> to our thisamericanlife at gmail.com email. Um, we got several emails um, in our spam folder. <laughs> But there was one that we looked at that we thought was funny. Yep. And we're going to read it out. So this is from Veronica. Do we know her last name? Wait, it says here Veronica Ruth. Veronica Ruth, who says, Hi, I actually visit your blog constantly and read all your recent posts, which are very interesting. Okay, thank you for visiting our blog. (laughs) And reading our recent... All of our recent posts, singular. Um, and then she says, she says, testosterone nerd is actually... I'm going to read on because Beat is dying. I'm sorry. Testosterone nerd is actually one of our websites and we constantly work a lot to make it more beneficial to our viewers. It's all about food and diet to boast testosterone level. <laughs> These details will be helpful to those who search for the same info. Actually, both of our websites are in the same in the very same category. Yes, our website is all about testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> we recently are sorry, we recently offer a all caps free <laughs> detailed infographics. <laughs> about way to boost testosterone if you are interested i am pleased to send it to you to look over please let us know your views about this email we'll be waiting for your reply best veroni okay so here's my reply to veroni first of all we don't have a blog and it's definitely not about testosterone do we need but to boost up? manly things. It is <laughs> we love to be bros doing dude things. <laughs> now, do I need to boost my testosterone? I don't think so. 
Um, <laughs> I'm good. I think I'm okay. No, like, disrespect to anybody who yeah, needs like, testosterone nothing, boosting. Nothing wrong with boosting your testosterone, obviously. We do not endorse Testosterone Nerd. We are not <laughs> sponsored by Testosterone Nerd. Please, if you're looking for testosterone, go to a doctor. I know it's complicated. I know there are a lot of problems with the system, but please, please do it safely. Please, for the love safely. of God, talk to a counselor, talk to a doctor. Do not go to Testosterone Nerd. Do not get there. All caps. Free detailed <laughs> infographics. Um, but thank you for emailing us, Pironi. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for um, assuming that we would be interested in boosting our testosterone. Thank you for reading our blog that is all about <laughs> testosterone and manliness. <laughs> also, please don't equate testosterone with manliness. Thank please you. Don't. <laughs> uh, I don't think she did. I think I did that. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Veroni is a queer icon, apparently. <laughs> and I'm cancelled. I'm sorry. We're cancelling ourselves. This is the last episode. <laughs> okay. Thank you for emailing us, Veroni. We're not interested in testosterone nerds, and we think that if you need to, like, work with your hormones, please go and see a doctor. That's all. <laughs> is there anything else we need to no. talk about? Uh, editing this podcast is gonna be fun. Um, hold on, hold on. We need big Rick energy. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. So, so big Rick energy. <laughs> Beata just pointed at her cat and went big Rick energy. Um, because I was at the liquor store before coming here, obviously, and I saw a big rig beer, and I was like, well, I have to do it. I think we already said that at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. We still want Big Rig to sponsor us, by the way. Um, anyways, we're drinking Big Rig beer. Poppy's done her Big Rig. She's gone to another Mill Street. Sorry. Calling her out right now. But Big Rig Energy is the every single women's hockey player who is striking right now. Yes, we love a strike. The working class is my girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> Mine so, too. like, please continue, like, holding on. Like, continue demanding. Actually good working environments Mm -hmm. please for the love of god get health insurance i am so worried about your joints (laughs) all the 200 female hockey players Mm -hmm. who are striking have big rig energy we love you all of them so yeah thanks for listening (laughs) to this american life i i hope you enjoyed i hope this wasn't an incoherent drunk mess (laughs) honestly i think this was our best this is what happens when we record in person (laughs) um i hope you enjoyed this big rig brewery please sponsor us once again thank you for listening to this amalnikan life you can find us on twitter my twitter account is at coolcatmum with a u and mine is at c beata e or you can email us at thisamalnikanlife at gmail.com our artwork is as always by lena nove and angus fitzgerald clark and i think oh Find us on patreon.com slash the Somalian life. Sorry for yelling into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Next, <they're ready. laughs>